Hagadaga! All right. Here we are once again in the Fifth Dimension Lounge. Thank you so much for joining us. This is what I'm going to affectionately refer to as a muck episode. We got MJ and Chuck together. That makes muck. Means I, Tim's out. MJ, Tim. how are you? I'm doing great, but I think we can come up with a way better. Uh, in your free time, you can put some thought into that. <laughs> how you doing, Chuck? I'm great. I like muck. <laughs> <laughs> That's outstanding. Well, let's open up with the simple reminders. Uh, we just want you to enjoy the whole experience. So make sure you're going to our Instagram, Twitter. If you're on Weed Life, things like that, feel free to look us up, Fifth Dimension Lounge. You can go to our website, fifthdimensionlounge.com, or as we affectionately call it, 5dlounge.com. We'll also look it up. A few things to look at when you're there. Go to our art, Duke's Art there. You'll see uh, some never-before-seen paintings like the aforementioned gash painting that I gave Jeff a few weeks back and, and things like that. We hope you enjoy that stuff. Also there, you can look at my Amazon wish list. That, this is a wish list for you. So if you're looking for a way to start and need a grinder or a stash box or tubes or papers or whatever it is you may need, there's some recommendations there for you. So have fun with that. And you're always welcome to email me at duke at 5dlounge.com. Let's start talking. We have a lot of stuff we want to talk about, but first and foremost, something that's going to lead us towards the strain we're smoking today. Chuck, you had a little adventure this last weekend. What'd you do? So Duke, you know, we were supposed to hang out Friday and test our YouTube video. And uh, he texted me in the middle, like the middle of the day. It's like, we have a problem. I'm out of weed. Like this text was yeah. like, it was an emergency. <laughs> I so mean, the way he laid it out let's was, put things in perspective. we are totally screwed. This is a Friday. I'm working. He's I'm working, working. Right? So we're, we're automatically busy till five. I happened to that morning, look through my weed stash, and everything I had was either something like super lemon haze that he wasn't going to want, um, or something like, there was a really heavy, I believe, indica, and I forget I forget what it was, but I yeah, knew I that I didn't have enough stuff to float him on what he liked. So we were in a bind. So I sent him this text and I just didn't, I wasn't going to have time when, until we met at eight o'clock that night to even think about anything. So I went into problem solving mode and like, that's what I do anyway, mm -hmm. you know, so I'm just, I'm going to figure this out. So I ended up going to, just before I went to his house, so I went to Sticky Ipsy mm -hmm. just because I like the place. I went there and I just walked in. I said, I, you know, I'm looking for a sativa, something, you know, flower, something new, whatever. And they only had four sativas, one of which was that super lemon haze, which I don't particularly like. And <laughs> um, the one that made him sick. Yes. <laughs> Thank you for clarifying. Um, you and know, the other the one, one with the command words. 50%. <laughs> Gain off the gay. Anything? You, you're Doesn't waiting help. to see if it okay. catches up. He's, gonna, yeah. he's been trying constantly. <laughs> um, he just answers the phone with that stuff now. It's really weird. He's um, trying to command you per your request. He, he just wants to know what all of it is, and I don't even know. So it's not going to help either of us. Um, it's commanding so, no memories. Yeah, it's doing nothing for me. <laughs> Uh, that was just me really high spouting off some bullshit is what it was. Um, so they ended up having four sativas, one of which I automatically didn't want, one of which I'd already had. And so they had two for me to pick from, basically. And I just went with the name. 
and it was right turn Clyde. That was it. So was one big Every which way but loose. He ended up texting me, and I was swamped. I had so, and not just swamped, I had little plans I had to do. Like I was running out to see Tony and Jeff. I was running out to see my buddy Jerry. And then I was running home to meet Chuck. Like So I had a bunch of big things all in a row, like scheduled for an hour each until Chuck was going to be, you know, the rest of the night. So he texts me. This is him taking charge and going to problem-solving mode. Yeah. There's so many choices. I don't know what to pick. <laughs> yeah, Between <no>. two strains? <laughs> no, this was You were left with there. a 50-50? I, I was going to go somewhere, anywhere. I wanted him to tell me, you know, what's your preference tonight? You know, yeah. I'll go, I'll find out where it's at, look on Leafly, and just go there. Well, I'm glad I didn't make a suggestion because, MJ, right turn Clyde is the shit. I oh, you, you, loved it. You had it on. You got to partake on Friday. Yeah. We did, and he actually bought enough so that we could bring some tonight. So you'll get to try it as well. Nice. I really enjoy it. It's a good one. So the whole reason we were meeting Friday night was we have this idea of a YouTube video. So we wanted to do like a channel for the Fifth Dimension Lounge, right? And so we wanted to do a test run where we set up the camera so you can only see our hands, so you can see the canvases, and we were going to record for an hour talk as we painted and we were going to paint the strain name i was really excited about this so all we had to go on was right turn clyde you paint whatever you want and in your head it makes sense so we'll throw the pictures up on instagram twitter our website etc uh i think they turned out really good i was cool. really excited so oh yeah mine's fantastic his Ooh. is like a person's view as they're looking out the window of the car driving right and he's supposed to turn right somewhere it's a long dark road me i i painted the back of a ghost from Pac-Man, the orange one. Do you know why? Why? Because the ghost's names were Inky, Binky, Blinky, and Clyde. Huh. Clyde was the orange one. Okay. So I do an orange ghost from behind. You can barely see Pac-Man coming into the frame. There's a couple pellets in front of him and a power pellet. And the ghost is at a turning point. You can either like try to get Pac-Man before he gets that pellet, or you can turn right and run away. Turn right, Clyde. Mm-hmm. Or... Is that how? Right turn, Clyde. Right turn, Clyde. Clyde. Mm-hmm. So Do you know a, what that's from? No. It's from a movie. Really? What, what movie? movie? It's from, uh, I believe the name of the movie is Every Which Way But Loose, which is Clint Eastwood. Clint Eastwood. It wow. had the, the orangutan. Yeah. Right turn, Clyde. Huh. That's how it, the, the orangutan would punch people. I got to go back and watch right this. Right turn, yeah, Movie's from the Boom. 70s. Yeah, I, it's an oldie. 80s, I just maybe. went with the name. I, I I really didn't know. And and I got out of there and I looked at it. I was like, I went into panic mode because I'm like, I don't know anything about this. What if it's not good? So I'm <laughs> going buying more stuff at another place. And yeah, it was. What uh, were their hours of operation on a Friday? Oh, I don't know. Nine o'clock, maybe? Yeah. Sticky, yeah. I was wondering. Most of them are open till nine. Yeah. Mm. They have a very specific rule and they're, everybody's trying to stick to this that they're not allowed to make any transactions after their hours of operation. So if you're in there at 8.59 and the clock rolls till 9, they're officially closed, mm. you're not allowed to buy anything. Even if you're standing at the register and they were in the middle of ringing you up. And I'm not saying Sticky Ipsy does this. I'm saying all dispensaries seem to do this because they're just in this fear that there'll be some kind of transaction that happens after their operation hours and they'll lo- lose their license. Oh, dang. Yeah, it's pretty serious. So Yeah. I don't know how we got on that. I apologize. Right so, turn, Clyde. Right turn, Clyde. <laughs> <laughs> well, we'll get to smoking that in a little bit. I, speaking of art, and this is going to be a little thread here we have to get to. Have you guys heard of The Dirty Show in Detroit? I have. I was 
I want to go to it really badly. So you've, you've heard of this before? I have. Yeah, okay. I awesome. believe it's like a, I think Metro Times Guide tends to advertise really for it. So we'll put a link in the liner notes. Take a look at it. I am so intrigued by this. It is an art exhibit of like people. And there's like a burlesque show there. And it's like, it's a, it's a dirty art show. Mm-hmm. Not only do I want to go, and not only am I kind of angry that it's been going on for 22 years in Detroit every year, I didn't know about it. We just fucking missed it. The last yeah. show was February 19th. I love it when I found out, find out about cool things after the fact. <laughs> One day oh after. My yeah, God. So, always makes me happy. We need, we need to do two things. We need a plan in place. We need to plan on going next year, figure out how we get tickets and get in there. And I want to create art for it. Like, I know a lot of it's like human art. I don't want to do that. <laughs> but I'm like, sure there's paintings there. Yeah, there's you would be, think right? so. How it's do I get my art. art included in that? Mm-hmm. A, a Duke of Detroit original piece? Oh, that would be so much fun. I, I don't see any way that they could not let you participate. I really don't. So it, You can be pretty convincing. Yeah. Well, I am a salesman. <laughs> um, years ago, I was out in Vegas, and there was a burlesque show there in uh, the Luxor. Oh my God, I can't believe the name is escaping me. I fucking loved that place. We went a handful of times. And it had this stage that ran down one wall and down the next wall next to it. In the very corner was this round like shell. And the stage itself is only like four feet wide. It's nothing. And you would stand there crowded in this crowded, crowded area waiting, just waiting, having drinks in your hand. And all of a sudden that little shell would turn around and there was a little three-piece band playing. Um, you know, big old bass, drums, a little uh, trumpet or something. It was fantastic. And a woman would, would come out, not get nude, uh, but dance. And like, it was very tasteful, very... It's a strip tease. Yeah, it was it's a fantastic. Tease. I loved mm-hmm. it. So the, as soon as I read that this type of thing was at the Dirty Show, I was instantly intrigued. Ivan Kane's 40 Deuce. That's the name of the place out of Vegas. It closed, but I think there's still one in California. That place was so cool. That sounds like... Some old underground Vegas yes. establishment. Yes. I like that kind of stuff. Seedy. Seedy. Seedy as shit. Seedy. Probably, <laughs> probably some prohibition shit underneath of it, too. <laughs> <laughs> and this is the room with the mattresses on the floor. What? I don't want to be in there. D- don't turn on your black lights. Gross. It's like a Jason Pollock painting. Ah. <laughs> uh. Was that his name, Jason Pollock? Yes. Oh. No, not Jason. Andrew Pollock? Anthony Pollock? Adam Pollock. How about just Pollock? Jackson Pollock. Jackson. I was getting close. I knew we're it so wasn't close. Jason. It's like, that doesn't sound right. Jackson Pollock painting. You were working your way there. Brain power. <laughs> Did all that without looking at anything. Yeah, but you just would have left it at Jason. <laughs> Yeah. If, I, if you had given me like, that wait stink a eye, like, wait a minute. <laughs> what the fuck are you that talking about? That doesn't sound right. <laughs> <laughs> I'm with you on the Pollock. I'm not with you on the Jason. Well, speaking of art, I feel all this just strings together so easily, so nicely. <clears throat> Hash Bash is around the corner. It's been going on since 1972. We are officially going to go there. This is, does that make, this is the 40th year? No, 50th year. Oh, wow. Look at that. Me with my big math skills. 50 years. It's our anniversary. And it's the first one I'm going to. That's weird. Um, so we're going to try to get us all together to go there, the, the whole lounge, uh, along with some spouses. And we're going we're gonna to take some T-shirts. I 
went to underground printing to price out shirts. So we're going to take about a hundred shirts with us, but we needed a new logo because the old logo, you know, our art we use with the door and the octopus arm and the joint was too colorful, too bright. It just would be like painting a poster on top of a t-shirt. It just wasn't going to work. So I went back to the Swartz brothers. I love these guys. They do fantastic stuff. And I told them I need a logo. I need something I can put on a fucking ashtray t-shirt, something that might have like three colors as well as just maybe black and white. And they came up with the art I just showed you. We're going to put it up on Instagram, Twitter, take a look at it, go to our website. I love it. It's so fun and it's simple, but still keeps the same, you know, branding of our door and another dimension. So that's going to be on the shirt. I just bought those today. And per Chuck's idea, we're going to do some stash tubes to give away as well. Pretty exciting. They will be empty. (laughs) <laughs> yes, they will be empty. You'll have to put your own stash into the stash tube. Speaking of which, Susie Q texted me and she was like, uh, I am not going to pay for your OnlyFans page. <laughs> so we don't even have to worry about who the cameraman's going to be. Don't even don't oh, even worry about it. It's disappointing. So you weren't convincing in that case. No, but she did say she'd buy a t-shirt in the same regard. So we're making money. As I told the Duchess this, she goes, oh, we make more money on a t-shirt than we do on OnlyFans page. So... <laughs> Well done. Well done. Thank you, Susie Q. So I'm really excited about the artwork. I think it looks absolutely fantastic. So with the hash bash around the corner, with all these little things we have going on, everything feels like we're popping. We, we talked to Max Harvey last week in an interview or two weeks ago in an interview. Um, and now we have another interview coming up. Actually, two interviews. One is with Cy Labs. Uh, which is one of the leading cannabis testers in the country. Leafly.com recommends like six testing companies. Scilabs is one of them. So to me, that's very impressive already because there's a ton of these places. Um, So we are going to talk to their CEO or one of their partners. Really looking forward to that. Um, But more importantly, that kind of sprung something else up. You know how we talked about our little contest of, of growing different strains? Yes. I turned around and bought seeds for it. Where'd you, how did you procure said seeds? I jumped online and I went to, I just Googled like, how do you buy cannabis seeds? So I found one here locally that sells them and they have all these different options, right? They have like hundreds of different types of seeds. So I went through and I did a lot of research on Leafly to get exactly what I wanted, but I got Blue Dream first and foremost because I knew Chuck would smoke it. It's one of his favorites. Yeah, I, that's one of my favorites. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So that, and it's a it's an easy one for us. It's a go-to. We both love it. And it'll be nice to have it on hand like all the time. Yeah. Another one I got, it's called White Widow. I believe that one is an Indica. And then I also got G13, which I believe is a hybrid. So I'll have a Sativa, a hybrid, and an Indica. We'll have the best of both worlds. Smart. So my thought is, and I don't know exactly how we're going to do this, but we, you know, each get a couple seeds of each strain and we'll go plant them and we'll see what happens. You can do as much or as little as you want to them. I just plan on throwing mine in my backyard and seeing what happens. Mm-hmm. Oh, mine's going to be, I'm going to lose this. I'm, I'm, I can't grow anything. It's terrible. You have a brown thumb. Yeah, absolutely. <laughs> but they're called, <laughs> some, it's called some tomato reasons. plants a couple years ago. I had like one tomato out of three plants. Was it good? Uh, no, I think the birds ate it. To be honest with you. <laughs> <laughs> so are you going to just chuck throw it in your backyard as oh, well? Yeah. Okay. Yeah. And I'm actually going to go ahead and, and plant mine at the, at the property, at the farm, at as the we farm. like to refer to it as. 
we have uh, 80 acres on the west side of the state. So nice. uh, my dad's, my dad was a hunter. So that's his hunting property. And it's where we frequent when we can, when the weather's good. It's not exactly four seasons up there per (laughs) se, but uh, it's pretty rustic, but we have great um, soil down by our hardwood bowl. So I think I'm going to try to find a good spot to plant them there. Nice, rich soil. 80 acres. Give me a city that it's near, something out there so I can picture. Um, we are near Big Rapids oh, where okay. uh, where Tim went to Ferris State. So there's got to be some great uh, star watching out there. Oh, definitely. Oh. Definitely. Especially in the spring and in the fall is yeah, are really good times when it's, you know, nice and kind of chill and the clouds are cleared. Summertime, you know, it gets a little... Uh, it, a little hot and mosquito-y at yeah. night. So it's mosquito season in Michigan by then. Oh, I hate mosquitoes. 80 acres. Man, can you even see a neighbor? No, it's fantastic. <gasps> That's incredible. I, I like to go there, and I don't have great cell service, so I don't pay attention to my phone. I just kind of throw it in airplane mode when I'm up there. What do you do for music? I usually download um, some Spotify playlists, whether Smart. they're homemade by myself or, you know, they have all the options on the, um, through their services. So I'll usually download some in advance and I have a, of course, I am huge on having good speakers wherever. So yeah. I have a nice little portable Bose that I nice. brought yeah. up there that I love. That sounds amazing. Just sitting outside. Why are we going to Lovington? We should be going to the farm. Yeah, we should. Really. Oh, we should. Nobody around? Yeah, can we, we can we rent that? As long as you don't mind an outhouse. <laughs> I don't care, but <laughs> yeah, I don't. you... I mean, do you have a telephone pole for Chuck to puke on? <laughs> yes. That's there all is, There's no telephone, but there's the pole. Oh, that's yeah, all we perfect. need. Yeah, <laughs> we're all set. A throw-up pole, a foot log, which... We'll the, bring ourselves. We'll did, bring the foot log. <laughs> did you hear about the foot log, MJ? I did. What, what I would like to comment on about the foot log is... Why are you so concerned about everybody's piss in the grass and it's sterile and it's outdoors? It's getting absorbed into the ground. Well, let me ask you this question. We're in your house right now and I'm wearing my shoes. If I just walked through a bunch of Chuck's piss, would you be bothered? Oh, that's a good point. (laughs) (laughs) But you're not like walking to the pole and then walking in the house. The pole's out, isn't it? Sometimes I get a little high and lazy and I keep my shoes on and I run through the house and the Duchess yells at me. Duke, take off your... Are you wearing your shoes? Take off your shoes. Is, I get Chuck, that a lot. Is Chuck's piss on the bottom of your shoes again? <laughs> Why is it always my piss? I don't understand. I don't know. Just since you're here. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Well, if we had a foot log, this wouldn't even be a conversation. Exactly. Yeah. So I... Well, the nice up, thing about 80 acres, though, is you really... You don't run out of locations to take lot, an outdoor That's a lot of piss logs. That's all you, I think uh, of. A lot of places You can go wherever you wish. <laughs> the piss log really just helps organize it. You know, it keeps... Keeps everybody on the same page. Especially when you're super high. Oh, yeah. yeah. Don't even have to think about it. <laughs> so I messaged, uh, I told you guys that I had my niece's husband, you know, does all kinds of different carving work. So I sent him a message through Facebook. And he said, and I told him the whole story. He's like, got it. One foot log, not piss log, coming up. <laughs> so he's working on it for us. I'm hoping before we do the next episode, we'll have some pictures to throw up on the website. It's, it's, inv- it's very important that he understood the concept. Oh, right? he got it. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, he's, yeah. A, he's a smart guy. That's reassuring to me. Yeah. Yeah. He might be making so many of them, he's selling them right now. <laughs> he may have sold that idea. I don't think you gave him too difficult of a concept, so he should wow. be in good shape. But it's genius. You know what we need to do? 
I just thought of this. We have to figure out how to do a female foot log. I'm thinking it's got to be. Well, it's a little bit of a different shouldn't you have outdoor an bathroom with this, management with experience. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, right? So I'm thinking it's, it's two different logs. One has a spot for your feet to stand on. And then the other one, like directly behind it, just, you know, inches behind. There's another with a hole carved out with like a spot to aim. And it collects the pee. <laughs> now you don't want to collect. Just a hole straight through. Yeah. I think With that could the work. Ground to absorb that. Yeah. You need a. I don't know. I want to hold on to. You'd probably shit in it, wouldn't you? You'd shit in my my piss log. Oh, <laughs> that would I be don't a know. Filler. My gosh. <laughs> no, <I'm> just, <laughs> it feels like that's something somebody would do to be funny. Well, it and wouldn't next be time, a female. Yeah, next, probably. I could just see the next time somebody goes to use a Mindy. <laughs> did you take a shit in the piss log? <laughs> it's not the shit log. Didn't uh, you read it? She's like, I left a log in the piss log. <laughs> Oh, Mindy. <laughs> Big fun, Mindy. Uh, no, but the, the cabin is a great place to escape to. Yeah. I definitely partake pretty pretty regularly throughout the day when I'm up there. So do you have a fire pit or anything up there? We have a fire pit. We have a golf cart, which is like my favorite oh, nice. toy. Yeah. Um, it, when, when it came aboard, it quickly replaced the four-wheeler, like no problem. And they're quiet, so... It's, you know, they're battery operated, so they're nice and quiet. So you can drive yep. around through the trails and spot deer because they don't hear you able to creeping be up stealth. on you. can't hear you. With your battery. Well, I mean, if you can shut the hell up, like <laughs> you, but my dad used to say, we'd grab some beers and go out on the golf cart and I'd just be chatting away at him. And he would say, do you, do you not want to spot any deer? <laughs> <laughs> Sorry, dad, I'll be quiet. I feel like uh, MJ has the leg up here, though, in the whole growing weed contest. Yeah, it just sounds like. Well, here's the problem, though. She's going to plant it and not go back for a month. So who knows? No, I'm getting into the season where I'll I'll probably get them sprouted here. And then then locate them into the. We're already behind. Well, only because I have planted some veggies and stuff from seeds before. I feel like the only person I'm going to beat in this contest, like Chuck and I, I feel like we might be tied. Right, I Maybe. feel like MJ's gonna win it, and I feel like Tim's gonna lose because his wife's not gonna let him grow them. <laughs> <laughs> so, so by default, because he just didn't produce any, can't participate. Right. I, right, look, it'll be a story. I'm gonna be honest with you. I, I feel like MJ has a leg up here. Mine's gonna be terrible. I, here's what I think. I think you're gonna go all in. There's the all in, because <laughs> that's just what you do, and you're gonna get this plant that is just. Perfect. Feed me how, how did you grow this? Well, I built a grow house. Right. <laughs> Cost me $50,000. It, it went but from it was just worth throwing it. it in your backyard right. to see what happens. And I, and I hired this woman I met, Maria. She tends to the garden all day. <laughs> she tends to your patch. So our idea is when we go to Scilabs and do our interview there, they're going to give us some basic ideas of things we'll be able to grade our weed on so that we can have a contest. To, you know, what really matters? Whose is the cleanest? You know, he, who used the fewest um, chemicals in growing their weed? Things like that. Who doesn't have any pesticides or E. coli or mold or, you know, all the shit you don't want to worry about, they test for. That's fantastic. And we'll have some kind of grading on it. But, I boy, I would sure love to have something else. Like, since we're all growing the same strains, maybe something by the size of the flower or leaves. Or, I, I don't know. We'll have to look at I'm not sure what the bit. measure of success is on the... Exactly. 
We'll have to. You said we'll have it much to ask more succinctly Jeff. than I did. We'll have to ask Jeff. Isn't he supposed to be like monitoring or coaching? Mister Follow Through? Yeah, he's <laughs> probably going to get right on this. Well, I saw his pretty um, successful plants. So. Oh yeah, they, they he were, does yeah. a great job on his. <laughs> Just getting time on his calendar. He's so busy. Yeah. Is Scilab's going to tell us? I don't know. Maybe the best way to grow this stuff. Like, do I put it out in the sun? Uh no. You know? They're after the fact. Okay. You need to do your own research to figure well, out how you're going to lose this contest. Okay. <laughs> Fair enough. <laughs> Speaking of Jeff, out of nowhere, um, he and Tony were going up to Corner Brewery last week. This was the Friday I was meeting you that night. So Tony invited me up. I thought, you know, it's so easy to say no to these types of things, right? But saying yes makes a memory. So let's do it. I can. Who doesn't have two hours, right? I can. It's a 20-minute drive there, 20-minute drive back. Squeezing an extra hour and 20 there. I spent two hours of my life, but boy, it turns out to be a lot of fun, right? Mm -hmm. And you get a story out of it. So I come up with this idea before I get there. I've, I'm going to completely cover my face. Sunglasses, hood, put my jacket on, my winter jacket, and that hood. Gloves, as well as a bigger mask so you can't see it in my face. I come walking in there, and here they are sitting at a table right next to the bar. It's a high-top table. So I go up to the bar, I order my drink, I don't take anything off my face. And as the bartender's turned away with his back to me, there's music playing, I start dancing. And I'm dancing aggressive. Like, hands in the air, by myself. Waving him like you just don't care. I wasn't. I didn't care. I threw my body around, and I am standing two feet in front of their table as I'm doing this. I'm not even facing them. Bartender turns around with my beer, boom, I stop dancing. He hands it to me, starts to walk away, start dancing again. And I turn around to their table. I start slowly approaching it. And they're just staring at me, eyes open, <laughs> like, what the fuck is going on? Who is this guy? I set my beer on their table and I pulled my mask down. I'm like, you guys got room for one more? They're like, oh, yeah, we, we thought you were just some, you know, weird homeless guy that wanted to sit down and talk to us. And we were down, but <laughs> so had a few drinks with them, talked to them for a bit. And then Danny boy, Jeff's friend showed up. Uh, he's the general manager over there at Corner Brewery. So much fun. I loved that guy. I only hung out with him for like a half hour, but really good dude. So we're going to have to have him on. We've been trying to get him on for, I don't know, 19 episodes. Yeah. I mean, <laughs> just dropped the ball a little bit on that one. A little bit. Yeah. A little bit. Mr. He was supposed through. to be there for episode 15. He Danny was supposed was. to be there up episode Two, three, five, two through 15. (laughs) Right. So it's been a bit. You might want to go ahead and get that guy's number yourself. (laughs) Just set this up on your own. (laughs) Get your, get your own bromance. (laughs) (laughs) He's a good dude though. So I'm excited to have him on. Let me grab Uh, this. Did you want to talk about the movies and stuff or do you want to do that on B sides? Um, tell you what, let's say we're going to play out. You can put it wherever you want, right? That's what she said. (laughs) (laughs) She rarely says that. Okay. Remind me on the B side. I have a horrible story to tell you, and I want to be high to tell it. Ooh. Yes. About Duchess and I and a horrible sex thing that happened. Oh. Yeah, it was horrible. Do I know this story? No, this just happened. Oh, perfect. This just happened. (laughs) I have a few of these. That's why I just... Yeah. We tell each other ridiculous things. You shouldn't tell anybody. I've... MJ's in the same boat. I've told her oh, things that, you know, I trust with her yes. and her alone that nobody yeah. else knows. And it's just. If, if you only knew how girl conversations went. Yeah, probably what I share with you is nothing <laughs> is compared to nothing what you I carry around with you to already. What the females sit there and knit together. I, I bring to her something that I think is like a diamond, right? 
And she's like, oh, yeah, no problem. I'll throw it in the vault with, you know, my other things. It's like a quarter over her shoulder. <laughs> right. Into this <laughs> vault. lands on the stack. With, right. <laughs> just so That's a cute good. story. You're right. Oh, that's adorable. <laughs> Masturbated at a Saturn dealership? That was fucking fantastic. I did it at a Porsche dealership. <laughs> in the Porsche. In the Porsche. And I didn't, in, I didn't in even the buy the car. You know, the ones they actually pull into the building. That motherfucker thought you were going to lease it. They probably have people masturbate in their Porsches all the time. So let's bring this back around to weed. One last thing before we go smoke down. I was driving the other day and I was thinking, you know, cannabis right now is a lot like alcohol was after prohibition. It's just becoming legalized. People are just starting to get into it. Those who weren't part of it before are starting to dabble in it. And I started thinking, what could people make that was new? You know, when you talk about someone like Tim, and he talks about all these different bongs he's made over the years, like he's one of those people that can make anything he needs to just smoke. Someone like Susie Q is an example. If she wanted to, she'd probably have to go buy it. But it's not like there's anything, you know, changing the industry. There's nothing new and crazy out there, right? We talked about houseplant and their records and their ashtrays and how beautiful they are, but it's expensive. And again, it's not changing the industry. So I was I went to Sticky Ipsy because I needed more. Right turn Clyde, thanks to Chuck. Wise decision. Thank you. And then right next door to that, because it's over in Ipsy across from like Pittman Hall and Hoyt, those three uh, on Eastern's campus, Eastern Michigan University, right across the street's a uh, Wild Bill's Tobacco something. I can't mm-hmm. remember the whole name of it. So I thought, I'm just going to stop in there and see what's going on. Because I had wanted to get a chillum. A chillum is just a glass piece that's straight, like a cone on one end, and the other end you suck through. So you put it on top of some ground up weed. Mm-hmm. It packs it in there and it's like a one hitter, but it's glass and it's, you know, really you easy get, and quick. You can get more like two or three little hits out of yes. it. Yes. Agreed. Mm-hmm. Agreed. Mm-hmm. So that's what I was going for, which I did buy. But I struck up a conversation with the, the guy, the kid working behind the counter, really nice kid. And he, and I was telling him I needed some bats for a one hitter. Remember Tim had bought those for me, that one hitter at one time and it comes with a bat in it. You stick it in. It looks like a fake cigarette but it just takes some of that ground up weed. It puts it to the end and it makes it so you can smoke off at once. I was looking at doing that for tonight. And this kid goes, Hey, have you seen tsunamis new grinder? Uh, one hitter. I said, I don't know what that is. Please show me. So he pulls out this cool little thing. I mean, this thing is two inches tall. Mm-hmm. Would you say about sure? It's got a round dial on the front and a magnetic top. It comes in a typical one-hitter case. That's what this looks like. This is a grinder, a one-hitter, a storage compartment, and an ashtray all in one piece. I'm intrigued. It's fun. Me too. Pretty neat. see that. So this pops off. The top round part pops off, and it's it's a grinder. Awesome. So you put your weed right there. We grind it up, and when you grind it on top of this, it automatically falls right into the chamber. This piece on top, it's an ashtray. It even has a little slot so you can set your joint off to the side. Magnetic that, top. Oh, the the grinder's magnetic too? Correct. Mm-hmm. Yep. That's why I'm keeping it away from the board. <laughs> magnetic top, little storage compartment for your ground-up weed that you just mm-hmm. did. And then it comes with a nickel bat as well. Well, your ground-up weed automatically falls into your These are two different compartment, compartments. right? Yep, it falls into this compartment. Yes. This is just for the pen or the bat. So then you boop, boop, boop. I was always, uh, for the longest time, a huge fan of the one-hitter. It was See, my favorite. When I lived on my own, it was my favorite little contraption. 
I have struggled with it because I don't love the idea of grinding up weed and just leaving it in this thing. Whereas when I roll a joint, I put it in a tube and then I can take it anywhere I want. I don't know why I haven't been using these, but I brought it for tonight and I brought bats for you guys. This one's gold. I know under your lights it probably looks a little orange or copperish, but this is gold and they had silver. I really wanted a purple one for some reason. Um, but Tsunami, Tsunami Premium. We'll put this up on our... Oh, I'm excited. I've never I've never used a one-hitter. So. Oh, great. Yeah. Well, let's do this. We're going to smoke some uh, Right Turn Clyde. Is that what it is? Why do right I, Turn Clyde? I feel like I'm struggling with that name for I some reason. Know. I don't know what to say. I painted a perfect You're getting picture. it right, literally, All every right. time. But you one, just, maybe. Yeah, just the one time you didn't get it right. All right. Well, let's go do a little puff, puff, give and uh, come back. All right. Okay. That's what I'm here for. Do it. About to start a little puff puff give in this motherfucker. Get out of here, Dewey. What are y'all doing in here? We're smoking reefer. And you don't want no part of this shit. Come on, Dewey. Join the party. No, Dewey. You don't want this. Get out of here. You know what? I don't want no hangover. I can't get no hangover. It doesn't give you a hangover. Well, I'll get addicted to it or something? It's not habit forming. Okay, well, I don't know. I don't want to overdose on it. You can't OD on it. It's not going to make me want to have sex, is it? It makes sex even better. Sounds kind of expensive. It's the cheapest drug there is. Hmm. You don't want it. I think I kind of want it. Okay, but just this once. Come on in. You put in a lot of work to having a good time, though. Yeah, well, I appreciate that about you as a friend. I was, I, yeah, I do go all <laughs> in, don't I? Such an accurate description, actually. Yes. Yeah. <laughs> I also appreciate that about you. Mm-hmm. So I've always been that kind of person. I focus on something and do too much of it. So now I'm trying to be smarter about where I'm putting my time and energy into stuff like this that I feel is more creative. And my painting, even though I suck, it's enjoyable and I'm creating something. Applying yourself. Yeah, sure. <laughs> it's a good thing. Most most people get to, I think, this age in life and they stop growing and then they complain about how nothing goes on in their lives. And I think that was the point I actually got to. I think I got to a point where everything was the same every day. Mm-hmm. There was nothing new. Like yeah. you, could, you could take one Wednesday out of a week and compare it to a Wednesday five years ago and they would have been damn near the same. That was worrisome. Yeah. And once I had that epiphany, it's like, well, what am I doing? And I saw a banner as I was driving today. I think it was on a church or something. I don't know. Um, that said, life is not about finding out who you are. It's about creating who you want to be. I thought that was so cool. Dang. It was deep. Truth. I was totally high when That's I read good. it. good. I was so high. But I was, it made so much sense because... <clears throat> You can do whatever you want to do. Mm-hmm. But you got to put the time and effort into it. So you're not really just finding out like, oh my God, I figured out who I want to be. I want to be a millionaire. <laughs> I want to just be on TV and be in movies and dance like Britney Spears. And I'm going to be fantastic and rich. Like that's finding yourself. Like, yeah, sure. I found that I want to do that. Well, you can say that. Anybody can say stuff like right. that. But you have to make it happen. So it's funny you say that. There are two Jimmys that I tend to listen to. Jimmy Buffett, Jeff, and Jimmy Warren. I'm sorry. Warren Buffett. There's two Buffets I like to listen to. <laughs> I'm high. Oh, man. 
I have no idea what's going on. Oh, fuck. I want to get back to this. We're, we're playing out on the B side. Are we not? I'm coming back to Warren Buffett. Are we recording? Oh, yeah. Oh, okay. <laughs> we came back. and So, first of all, Right Turn Clyde's a success. <laughs> exactly why we need a you know YouTube why i love video. that you know why i love that though because like that shit that i do that i get made fun of for by him but what the you fact d- that someone else does this is shit is perfect chuck when you run into the mic it causes a chain reaction there's a lot happening everybody including the listeners at home know did yeah. you see what mj did there she was so subtle with her one hand she realized why we need to go to the B side, threw out a big okay sign, nodded and mouthed, oh yeah, like she got it. Yeah. And then at the same time, her face hit the mic, which nobody heard, and we lost it. But she did all that so gracefully. And I did it in slow motion, so it looked like I got like I was punched impressed. lightly in the face. That was great. Um, and that's the second time I've done this now. Right. Today. <laughs> Four times last week. So one thing to remember. When we get to the B side, I want to talk about uh, the two Buffets I listen to. <laughs> okay, not Jimmy's. One of them's Jimmy. We'll oh. get to it, but f- I'm too high to even get to that point right now. It's it's it's. Oh, so you need to come back to it. That story's gonna be dicey. So let's just fucking play out to a song, and I want to explain to you how I pick my songs. <clears throat> I picked two different groups today: one for the play out here, one for the really drippy side. But drippy's not gonna be drippy today. Okay. <laughs> Did you follow all that? Yep. The drippy song's going to be pretty exciting. I really like it. Chuck, you said a couple weeks ago, some of the music you really like is covers. True. Yeah. So the other day I was looking up one of my favorite singers ever, Scott Weiland. He was the lead singer for Stone Temple Pilots, Velvet Revolver, and eventually Scott Weiland and The Wildabouts, which that's a whole different story. He was one of the greats. And unfortunately he OD'd. He's gone. We saw him... I don't know, I want to say 2016. And it was clear when we saw him, like it was the last time we were going to see him. He was, you know, nobody was helping him. It was bad. But in his glory days, he was just fantastic. He's kind of like David Bowie-esque to me. He kept changing who he was mm-hmm. and changing his voice and changing his music. He was incredible. I looked him up the other day when I was super high. I wanted to listen to some Stone Temple Pilots, but I put in Scott Whalen. And up came a song I had never heard before. What? You need a cough towel. I do need a cough <laughs> towel. I'll edit all those. You won't even hear them in the podcast. Well, we just get the pleasure of hearing them in person. Yeah. We had a discussion earlier about cough I'm, towels yeah, on the see, way here. Tim, Tim just starts laughing and coughing, and then it's stuck. It's in, it's in the oh, program yeah, forever. It's going on and on. Yeah. Whereas I stop what I'm doing, or I do it in between when you're talking, so that when it gets back to me, I'm good to go. Um. So I came up with this idea of a cough towel. It'll have our logo on it. And at the bottom, it'll just say cough towel. Because so now we have a foot log and a cough a towel. The cough towel, all cough I needed to towel. do, it's not like it, it wipes up anything. It's, it's just to absorb the noise. It's too bad the pet rock was already taken. <laughs> <laughs> God damn it. We got to get out of this song. Right you got to play the right. song. Okay. Scott Whalen, I started looking through. I found a song I'd never heard of that he had been on with Santana. And it's a uh, cover of a Rolling Stones song. I love Santana. I give you Santana with Scott Whalen. Can't you hear me knocking? 
Mine will, mine will probably be a lot shorter than yours too. You love Chuck, to embellish. do you have a Jimmy Buffett story? Is Jimmy Buffett Margaritaville? Yes. Ding, ding, ding. Then yes. All right. Live drops. Pretty much the song that people associate yeah. him with. Not to be confused <laughs> with Pina Coladasburg. <laughs> Don't confuse me. <laughs> it was written seven years earlier before that no talent hack, Jimmy Buffett wrote Margaritaville. But go ahead. Play Margaritaville. <laughs> Excuse me? Play Margaritaville. I love that song. Darling, I think you're referring to my song, Pina Colada Burke. No, Margaritaville. <laughs> I think you mean Pina Colada Burke. The song I wrote seven and a half fucking years before Margaritaville was even on the map. So uh, many, many moons ago, we used to for Labor Day weekend, go with a bunch of friends and rent a house on uh, Put-in-Bay. It's like I did that for like six years and then I was good and done with Put-in-Bay forever after that. But uh, we went to the bar, big surprise, and it was a gentleman just solo act playing his guitar up there on stage, on a tiny little stage performing. And we had a big table, probably about you know, good 20 of us that were together. And so really good times. And I ended up getting invited up on stage and he asked me if I wanted to sing a song with him. Oh, nice. And I was like, sure. Free bird. What what song are we singing? And he goes, I'm not going to tell you. Oh, you can leave your head on. But you'll know, you'll know when it comes up. And I was like, oh God, I was really nervous. I was like, what if I, what if I don't know? What if, what if I fail at this? But he was um, singing, let's get drunk and And screw. (laughs) So he left the and screw part for me. Nice. That's a classy (laughs) act. And I knew I picked it up right away. (laughs) I knew where I was supposed to, what I was supposed to sing for the crowd. You know, shame on him picking the nice beautiful sweet girl in the audience right he should have picked some trailer park really heavy gross woman because he would have had a chance with that i was a good choice really yes (laughs) i really took it home with that screw that contribution that i made on stage that day was really amazing chuck you're right i missed tim oh yeah tim would have have caught that there yeah Yeah. he would have caught that (laughs) we got it i got it yeah all right It was beautiful. It was fun. That's it was good. really fun. Oh, that was a fantastic story. So try to top that. that. Well, I can't. Duke. Now I should have gone first. <laughs> In fact, we probably should have started with Chuck's Jimmy Buffett story. You're right, because mine is the worst. The fact that he knows it's not Margaritaville. The worst. It's just not that. It's going to be like your weed. It's going to be the worst. Um, Tim's no. not allowed to tell Jimmy Buffett's story. Oh, yeah, that's fine. No, look. His wife won't let him. Queenie and I got married once upon a time in Vegas. Okay. And we were at the Flamingo. I love the Flamingo. Cool. And uh, the, you know, after party with everybody, about 20 of us or so, was at Jimmy Buffett's Margaritaville. Oh, fun. Yeah. Nice. That yeah, sounds nice. like a Vegas wedding was awesome. and reception. It was it was great. Yeah. Yeah, we had a blast that night. It sounds like fun. Yeah. Here's a little trivia for you. A little pop. A little, what was that, bubble? Pop. 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 Pop, pop video. Pop up podcast. Pop up a little video. trivia fact for you. <laughs> Chuck dressed like Elvis for his wedding. Nice. <laughs> I didn't. No, he didn't. Oh, man. <laughs> that would have been awesome. You really got to have some confidence to pull that. I could see you doing that, I though. totally would do that. 
And I, I'm, I would go for Fat Elvis, too. I feel like I would you would it. go for some spandex, of course, in the No, mix. I would go with a whole jumpsuit, man. One-piece jumpsuit with the V-neck down to the belly button, showing off all my chest, chest hair. hair. Yeah, but going Magnum P.I. on that. Yeah. Uh, I, would, I would let my hair grow out a little bit, and I would f- f- twirl that shit up. That would look mm. pretty stellar. Get the sideburns going. It would suck to just shave off the beard, though. I've my whole life never had a beard and now I have one. I kind of like it, but I'll do it. I'll do it. I imagine it doesn't take much time to grow back. No, no, it doesn't. I've shaved your back once. I know. That's why, (laughs) (laughs) that's why we know how fast this shit grows back. What a good friend she is. Isn't she? I really am. So we were going to, wouldn't you hold on? Wouldn't you have to have shaved his back twice to know how fast it grows back? What? No. No, I could just That's, tell. You could just see it. Upon We're not taking first, a bunch of them. Upon and doing first an glance, well. I could just tell. <laughs> okay, <laughs> we should, we should, she shaved it. Oh man, that was a that was a rough week. I did. I hooked you up. <laughs> so in that, I believe all of this happened in a row, but I could be fucking mistaken. You know what? I think this was actually two different events. I'm thinking of. So there was a Halloween party you and I were going to. Oh, it was a Gilgud's Island party, which was a. F- phenomenal party yeah i don't really remember it i was pretty drunk it was fun was it was it? so well done like just the the <sighs> setup party. of it okay we got i'm gonna tell you a story chuck we'll just paint a little bit of a picture so you understand what we're talking about i had a friend he lived on this when i was in high school all the way through college until he was like my best friend for about 15 years we did everything together he lived on an island in ann arbor <laughs> he would uh <laughs> he would you'd have to drive down this like two mile dirt road one lane go over a bridge one lane one lane two boards basically oh, man, that thing was rough yeah it was a little, a little creepy sketchy. yeah yeah it was it was shaky and wobbly and i'd fly over it in my jeep at fucking 50 miles an hour <laughs> we should have been in a ditch somewhere i mean it. how big of a how big of a gap <sighs> too big it wasn't that big. That bridge was so fucking dangerous. <laughs> anyway, it, this whole bridge was about 50 feet. So that's how long it is to get to onto the island. And there's like two or three houses total on this island. And it's the rest of it's just wooded. And part of it had a horse stable. His sister raised horses. And then in front of that was a baseball diamond that had actual dugouts. And then it also had a full bar that was covered so you could like sit at the bar and they'd open up this huge like window. There was nothing there. Was this was fun. way off the house too. <clears throat> oh yeah. This was so far away from the house. Like you would drive over there. You weren't walking. And it was a fire pit area. <clears throat> yes. And then that I'm, was like dug out of the earth and <laughs> totally lined in stone and had like these stone tables coming, stone tables and chairs wow. coming out of the, out of the the walls and then the big you know fire nice fire pit in the middle so really nice huge. stonework too yeah. and it was all ancient huge. It had been there it was forever huge. the guy who owned this property before had been a doctor in Ann Arbor and he had like this in this field this baseball diamond dugouts bathrooms bar and then this fire pit like she said that was made of stone it was gorgeous and it was enclosed. Mm-hmm. You would walk in, and it's like on half, like three sides. It was like a half moon, and you there. would you would walk down into it, like it was a fire pit was inside it, of a was pit. It, were you walking down a couple steps, or was it ground I level? I thought so. Maybe it was ground level. It was on one of the one two, side. but it was either way. It was all stone work everywhere. You could see with these big, beautiful bushes. So it was enclosed. You'd have this big, gorgeous fire in the middle of nowhere. See the stars. 
It was fantastic. So they had a, a party out there once. It was a luau. And we they had a Gilgan's Island contest where you dressed like a character. I decided, well, you went as uh, somebody with a hula skirt and a bikini top. and Pretty tradish. She looked fantastic. I went with just a big grass skirt, a white shirt on my head, and then face like a black and white face paint like a cannibal. And I didn't want to go with my hairy back. It was in the middle of summer. So <laughs> MJ was kind enough <clears throat> to shave my back. Full circle. With a fucking bick, I think. I mean, we it didn't. Was, it was, I think. Uh, it took forever. It wasn't. Whatever. We had beers. We yeah. were good. And she never even complained about it. She never joked about it. She never gave me a hard time. because I'm such she a was, good friend. She was. She was like, like. I'm just saying, Chuck. I don't think you would shave I wouldn't my back. shave your back. Yeah, I'm picturing it now, and it's disgusting in my head. Tony <laughs> gave you really? None of them. None of them No, shave my I back. would not. Yeah, well, you really have a duchess friend. now, so I'll never have to do that again. No, 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 no. I have the duchess now, so I don't ever have to do that again. <laughs> <laughs> so I, she's like, no, no, no. I'm like, trust me. I got this. If there was ever a time, I'm the pullout king right now. Pullout king. <laughs> I've never gotten anyone pregnant. Ask anyone. Ask Jessica, ask Amanda, ask Tanya, ask Alice, ask Corinne. Ask any of my exes. I'm the pull-out king. I, I pull out, and it's just fucking exploding everywhere. <laughs> covered in my hand. We're in the closet. I grab a sock out of the drawer that's right there. And I put it over the end and just kind of like clean it off and finish it off. And the look of disgust on her face, she was like, <laughs> like shaking her head and hands to her mouth. She's like, what are you doing? What are you doing? And I go, and I'm looking at her like, what? As I'm just taking care of it, I throw the sock in the hamper. And she goes, oh my God. Just you throw it in the hamper? <laughs> like, just suck. I go, what do you mean? I go, I, where else would I put it? She goes, ah, ah. She's like so upset. Oh I go God. to the bathroom because I want to wash my hands, right? <laughs> and she comes holding the sock. She's like, like, you need to put that back. <laughs> you do not want to lose track of that one. <laughs> You'll know exactly which one it is when you go to wash it. It's going to be hardened. So she, uh, she goes, do I put it in like inside out? I'm like, oh, you don't want to do that. And she goes, well, will it get clean? I go, well, as far as I know, they all have. She goes, what do you mean they all have? I'm like, oh, this is not the first time that has happened. I have done that in many a sock. Back to the whole making, doing something different. Yeah, I think I'm having a something mm-hmm. to reinvigorate your joy. Yes, Which and that makes a big difference. Full circle to the Buffett story. <clears throat> My Buffett story. I have two Buffets I listen to: Jimmy Buffett and Warren Buffett. Not two Jimmys, two Buffets. <laughs> See where I fucked that up earlier? <laughs> you did. So easily confused. Easily confused. Jimmy Buffett wrote a book about everything he's done, and it was very well received. He made a ton of money on it. I don't remember where it fell on the bestseller list, but he did great in it. And he said in it, anybody can do this. It's just a matter of somebody having the drive to get up and actually do it. So that was one thing I wanted to put in this podcast. Anybody can do it. Anybody can do it. But who's going to actually do it every week and do it well? And that's where I'm excited that we're all together because this is not something I can do by myself, so everybody else has to have that same drive. The other thing is the Warren Buffett, the, the famous investor, economist. When he starts a new business or has a new idea, he always thinks to himself, what could I do to totally fuck this up? Now, he might not use the word fuck, 
He might have just said screw or mess this up, but that's what he meant. Like, how could I totally destroy this great idea? So that's the kind of thought I put into this. One would be bringing in the wrong people, and two would be not getting a finished product out every week, uh, and three would be phoning it in. So hopefully, I've surrounded myself with the right people. We are pushing forward every week, with, and we're getting better and better. Like, mm-hmm, if you look yeah. back at the first few episodes now, man, they are so rough. <laughs> oh, I hope people don't start there it's anymore. Okay. I used to want the numbers. Like, oh, I, I want more people to listen. I those don't are, think they the do, though. though. I know if I stumble upon a podcast and there's, like, many seasons or whatever, I'm probably listening, like, picking up more recently than I am going back I into the archives. I would assume people do that. Mm-hmm. Especially a weekly release. Yeah. If it's really good, I'll go back for sure. Buffett has checked off the Buffett list. Yeah. I wonder if Tim has a Buffett story. <laughs> I'm sure he does. It's probably long and it ends with crumble. It's, it's probably took place at Fair State and <laughs> There's involved, a zero percent involved some sort of homemade ho- homemade bong of some sort. Zero percent chance that he does not have one? He, right, yeah. He, he's he got one for sure. Okay. It's, he I, probably is a parrot head, and we don't know it yet. Maybe. <laughs> I cannot see him as a parrot head. I can't either. That's why I'm loving the idea okay. of envisioning him as one. If he did go to one, did he did he go to a concert because his wife made him? No, oh. he would he would lead the charge on that cuz he'd probably want a tailgate. Okay. And wear the, you know, I don't think he have would. It seems so untim. I know. That's so, why it's fun to envision. So you, th- so you I want to in envision Tim in a pink flamingo t-shirt or button-down <laughs> Shirt by Sir Tommy Bahama. Okay. This is like if we're in a simulation, right? There's only three possible answers. Okay. I'm ready. One is he's a huge parrot head. We had no idea. And he's been to a hundred of these shows, right? And dresses up every time. Yes. That's option one. Option two, he's been to one, didn't want to go, but went because of he pulled the goalie and was committed. He went with either his wife, his girlfriend at the time, whatever. Uh, but I still envision him still dressing up because he pulled the goalie and is going because they want to, so he's still he's going wearing all shit. Yeah. Third option is he's never been to one, has no Jimmy Buffett stories whatsoever. What do you think? The third one's not possible. <laughs> <laughs> There's only two choices. That's the simulation. As much as I would love, I'd love the envisioning him touring and seeing hundreds of them, maybe every year when they come to Pine Knob, he... Comes to Pine Knob. Yeah. <laughs> oh, I wonder which it is. I'm going to say he pulled the goalie. I say he did not like it, but he went because some girl he was with wanted to go, and he's been to one. Yeah, right. He was in the crowd like, cheeseburgers in paradise, <laughs> paradise. Oh, shit. That was me at Bon Jovi. I need, some, I need a good album. What's good banging music? <laughs> I, need, I need an album in the 5DL you, you to bang, bang the Duchess to Leon Brod- Leon Bridges, for sure. Okay, nice. I'm sorry, you can make love. I don't want to make love. I want to bang. You want to bang? bang? Yeah. Nine Inch Nails. Oh, no. Really? It's good, like... A lot of that. (laughs) Just feel it deep in you. (laughs) I want to fuck you like an animal. I mean, it's my go-to if I want to... All right. If I want to wrestle. Hey, Siri. I don't want that on there. Order me a yeah, Rage no, Against don't. the Machine. No. What did you say? Nine Inch Nails. Nine Inch Nails. Hey, Siri. Order me Nine Inch Nails. Why don't you play hide and go fuck yourself? 
<laughs> I uh, I feel like you know when we first smoked this last yeah. weekend, yeah, or a few days ago, man, I got to where like MJ, you are where I was at, like What's the talking part. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. She said it's the chatty Cathy part. I'm where you were at. Yeah, you're locked up. Oh yeah, I can which tell. is where you were. Like yeah. I can't wait to hear this. Like I want. I don't. All the music stuff you were talking about. Like, yeah, it's fascinating. But I don't know any of it right now. Like, I can't wait to listen to this so I can go listen to that music. Yes. Is your mouth yeah. dry? Oh, yeah. <laughs> you can tell. <laughs> I'm sorry. Uh, Do you have a concert that you've been to that you're embarrassed of? One that you're like, oh, my God, I'm so embarrassed that I was such a Spice Girls fan. Or, you know, something along those mm. lines. You know, Spice Girls, Vanilla Ice, Duran Duran. Duran Duran is some good shit. Okay. <laughs> maybe, maybe that's your embarrassing one. No, I didn't Hungry see. Hungry like well, the wolf. <laughs> they were really big in Europe. The reflex is about to burn. I don't know the words. Sounds like you enjoy them more than you think you do. Is this a good time to talk about <laughs> Look how high Chuck is? It's a bummer. <laughs> You're so Sorry. High. Are you, he's just taking I'm it I'm enjoying in. this so much. He's taking it all Man, in. you... <laughs> you guys are beautiful. What's cooler than being cool? I Isn't that a song? It's like a Hello. Hello. Are you trying to do outcast? Yes. But a why, a why, a why are we in denial? I don't know how that goes. No. Pretty sure that's not it. Isn't that how it goes? It's hey, yeah. I went to a tailgate with my cousins of Michigan State versus Ohio State football in Ohio. And these bitches in the kitchen at three in the morning, I hear, all right, all right, all right, all right, all right. <laughs> And I was like, I hate you all. <laughs> Go I to hate bed. you. I'm tired. Go to sleep. I was party with you. I did my fair share of partying. I like to party. I'm good at it. <laughs> I want to party with you. You guys should want to party with me. I'm a lot of fun. I am I'm not only with fun, you. I'm entertaining. You are. That's why you're on the podcast. <laughs> you're winning. We got rid of Tim. What you don't know is we killed him. <laughs> Every he, week. He's actually, he's at a Jimmy Buffett. Show tonight. Oh, he drove such yeah. a twist it's in uh, Louisville. So he had to drive down to Kentucky to uh, see his he Jimmy Buffett. He had to jet time. set real quick. He, he was doing. He was crunching the hours. Like, can I drive to Louisville? I can't. I can only do one. It's got to be Buffett. Paris for life. Fifty percent. Get off the gay. Nothing. Nothing. Still no. No. It's probably because he has to smoke that strain again, which he doesn't like. Correct. Super it's lemon. The only way you're we can't do tap. it here. It's the only way you're going to tap. It's I don't have be. a telephone pole. <laughs> Bananas, my boat's for you. You pulled out a banana and sat th- stood there in your was, kitchen, and as I sat in that seat, and we talked about the whole Louis C.K. Okay, so it was again. after the yes, Louis. Oh, I did that on purpose. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. But that's how you normally do it. Yeah, it is. But okay. I was demonstrating. So, so do, <laughs> you, do you envision Chuck eating a banana often? Oh, MJ, it's so gross. He holds it by the very, very, very bottom. He makes a little tiny cone with his fingers and thumb so he can set the banana just barely in it. And he peels it all 
the way down. All the way down. You have a totally that naked banana. Excessive. He doesn't break like it there off. There could though. be breakage. He doesn't at any take point. it out. Well, he needs to see the full banana before he'll put it in his mouth because oh, he wants to make sure it's not bruised. Yeah. That makes or, sense. I get that. The logic. whole banana. You can't like take it one bite at a time and figure it out. No, if there's brown spots, I break it up and take them out. <laughs> can't you do that when you get there anyway? No, because you can't see it. What if you bite into it on accident? What if you bite in before you can't see? Well, no, you don't. Wait, like through the peel, dumbass. You peel what it What if out? there's a shadow? You can, you can see a visual before you bite Look, you, you can peel the banana it. halfway and hold it. You have half a banana to look at. Eat to that point and peel it down the rest of the way or maybe halfway from there. Okay. So he's just quarter. fucking full on naked banana standing there and it looks, and he's holding it like this. Fucking like a cone of fingers. It looks so awkward. I did that. Like I went a little extreme on purpose because we had gone to see Louis C.K., that was one of the things about how far down do you peel your banana? And I was okay. like, oh shit, I panicked. So I was messing with him a little bit. You don't need to explain yourself. Yeah. I know what you do because just like you just said, you panicked as Louis C.K. told the story because he yeah. knew he did it. I wasn't that bad, was what I'm saying. I was I like, know. shit, I need to actually analyze this. He actually told me that he doesn't eat bananas in front of other people because he has to peel it down so far. <laughs> <laughs> I didn't say that. If I said that, I was fucking with you. You're high, man. (laughs) I have to go eat this in privacy. See you later. I really enjoyed all the stories. It's good. Good (laughs) chat. That both of you told. It was good chat. You were locked up. You chimed in there. Yeah, you were only locked up for like an hour and 30 minutes. You jumped in the (laughs) chat.
Cardinal style, motherfucker. I know we mentioned last week that we were going to be making a phone call. Eventually, we had an interview set up with a testing facility. Well, we are ready to do that now. We have Scilabs waiting for us. We're going to give them a call. Ben Rossman's their CEO and co-founder, and he's going to give us a little glimpse into what it is they do over there. So let's go ahead and give them a shout. This is Ben. Ben, Duke of Detroit here with the Fifth Dimension Lounge. How are you? Duke, what's going on, buddy? So we're joined today by Ben Rossman, the CEO and co-founder of Sci Labs. Now, Sci Labs is a testing facility both here in Michigan as well as California. Ben, I, I guess I got to start with simply, why should our listeners care if their cannabis is uh, tested or not? Um. I think it comes down to quality and safety. Um, You know, as a consumer myself of cannabis and a great many number of things, I know that I care about what goes into my products. Um, You know, going back to being a kid and reading what was on the cereal box, uh, all that kind of stuff. I think this day and age, we want to know what uh what we're consuming um we want to have that information and uh you know most importantly we want to make sure that it's accurate and so you know we have that with testing labs now with cannabis testing labs so using a cannabis testing lab helps empower you with data to make sure that the cannabis products you use are both safe, so free from contaminants like heavy metals, pesticides, microbiological contamination, um, but also pure. They have like the kind of potency that you that they purport to have when you bought them on the shelf. So Cannabis. maybe they're advertised at 35%. Mm-hmm. Um, damn well better have 35%, but, you know, no one actually would have 35 (laughs) percent that's a pretty high thc um you know cannabis has come obviously a very long way since the days of people growing it you know in backyards and cornfields um now we're going to dispensaries we're getting the choice stuff you know exactly what you want you want something that makes you feel euphoric well gosh you can go to leafly figure out what strain you want and then go to your local dispensary and then having that safety net of, you know, not having to worry about if there's a mold in there, like you said, heavy metals or E. coli. Those are things we don't typically think of as a consumer. Um, but I, th- I think a lot of us that are getting into this that are new to it are making assumptions that it's all like that. And I, I wouldn't say that's the case. I, I wouldn't say that you could go just anywhere uh, and buy, you know, safe cannabis. Is that fair to say? Yeah, that's I would say that's true. In, um you know, I can't speak to all states that have a regulated system, but in Michigan, you know, we have both the adult use and the medical markets. And I would say that any licensed facility that you step foot into, so any provisioning center, as we call them here, a dispensary Mm -hmm. uh, that is licensed by the state of Michigan, you have that bare minimum safety net um, where any product that touches the shelves of a licensed provisioning center 
um, before it gets to the shelf has been tested by a licensed lab like ours. We're called safety compliance facilities. Okay. Um, there, I could talk for a long time <laughs> about the discrepancies between these labs and so could a lot of other people, right? There's a sure. lot of variability in the results and that that's problematic. We need to standardize testing. We need to make sure that, um, you know, you are getting what you're paying for, all that kind of stuff. But at the very least, that basic safety net is there for the the big bad stuff. When you're talking about real heavy metal contamination, real pesticides, all that all that kind of stuff. Um, and so that that's important. That that basic safety net is there. Give me an ex- give me an example of how you got into the industry. To me, this industry is kind of like um, at the end of prohibition. You know, the slowly but surely the shackles come off. We're able to do a little bit more. What had you jump into this industry? Again, seeing test results on products um, was exciting, and it gives you that sense of comfort, like you can trust it. And I saw a pretzel that was pure CBD, um, no THC, which is great for daytime, um, but also something I'd never seen before because this is in 2014. Um, And perfect for me because one, I'm a little more sensitive to THC and two, I have epilepsy. So I really wanted a high CBD product. So you're really taking Um, care of what you're putting in your body because you're epileptic. Exactly. And okay. CBD specifically is, is helpful for epilepsy. Gotcha. Um, so I ate the pretzel and about hour and a half later, I was just so high, <laughs> uh, uncomfortably high, <laughs> introspective nightmare level high. And it was we, like, we've all been be there. CBD. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> um, and I'd say it was a rookie mistake, except that there were test results on it. Oh no. Um, which I trusted. But so, you know, there may have been CBD in there, but if there was, uh, it was just massively outweighed by however much THC was in there, which was not labeled. So that was one of the reasons that, again, Lev and I just thought the market is underserved. I mean, this was either tested poorly or not tested, and uh, the lab pretended to test it, whatever the case might be. And uh, we thought we we can do better. That's amazing. I you know I was doing a little research beforehand, and I jumped online, and I noticed on Leafly's website, which I go to all the time to look up strains and where to buy, uh, you know those specific strains I'm looking for. I saw on there that you're one of I believe it was six testing facilities in the whole country that they recommend. I would have to imagine that's quite the accolade. How does that happen? Yeah, thank you. Um, that was something that was really exciting for us. Uh, we have a lot of respect for Leafly as well. Um, their chief scientist over there, uh, Dr. Nick Jicombs, who started their lab certification program, originally published this paper in Nature magazine um, based off of all the publicly available cannabis data from the state of Washington, right? I'll go back a little bit. 
where he was able to see all the variation in lab data that was submitted to the state and including potency inflation. And, but based off of this wealth of publicly available information, he could see um, what sort of the averages and what typical strain information looks like, but the, and most importantly, what the outliers look like and build that into an algorithm and essentially how to identify labs that are the outliers. Um, and so when he built out this program, he employed his research. And when he solicits labs to be part of the lab certification program, he asks for years of their data, um, all anonymized. So clients, you know, information is sure. exposed. But um, then he sees basically if, you know, they're inflating potency if it is above averages that he sees from other states, because these, you know, he has all of that data from other states as well. And if it's outside of an acceptable range, um, you'll be politely declined and you just can't be invited into that program. Amazing. Because, you know, these average potencies are generally within the high teens, right? It's not the mid to high 20s, like uh, a lot of people think, <laughs> based on what they're seeing at the dispensaries. Well, you know, there seems and, to be this big push right now for high THC, high THC. I want something that's 27%, and I don't understand it, because it's all about the strain, in my personal humble opinion. I could be totally off here. I don't need a 27% THC. I'm okay with the 16%, as long as it's a strain that agrees with me. Yeah. You know, there there's this holistic experience with cannabis that includes the terpenes and all the cannabinoids working together. Um, but I think the myopic focus on THC um, comes from, you know, maybe just being a, a new industry, yeah. testing being a very new part of it. When we started back before there was the... Uh, mandated testing um so much of what we did was essentially marketing for people where they would get test reports and their potency is what helped sell their product to a dispensary and a dispensary would say we we're only buying stuff that's above 20 percent if it's not above 20 percent we won't even accept it and wow um so I think maybe that helped fuel um, the growers' perception of what potency should be. And of course, those were all unregulated labs. Um, and that also fuels consumers' perception of what potency is, because that's all they're seeing on dispensary shelves. Interesting. You know, what is normal, except for what you see before your very own eyes. Well, one thing I noticed on Leafly's website, which I was very impressed with, was one simple tagline when they were talking about these trusted labs. And it said, they aren't just lab tested. They are tested by trusted labs. And that, to me, just makes so much sense. And it made me feel so much more comfortable. A couple of days after reading this, I was downtown Ann Arbor with Chuck. We stopped at Herbana uh, and picked up some Super Lemon Haze, which we were pretty excited about. And as we were talking to the manager, Brian, I turned it over to look at the testing information. And I saw on there 
that Psy Labs had done the testing and we were so excited. So we asked Brian immediately, immediately I said, you know, I see here that you work with Psy Labs. Do you, you know, what do you think of them? He was so excited. He's like, who are you talking over to there? Oh my gosh, that place is great. They're so good to us. And, you know, they have real conversations with us. And he, he was ecstatic. And I think that says a lot about who your team is. I, I think that's fantastic. Well, that's great. I really appreciate that feedback. So, you know, you've been in the profession quite a while. Uh, you and Love, he's a scientist. And, you know, a lot of these rules and regulations were kind of drawn up, I'm assuming, from, you know, just off the hip, what sounds safe. Have you been in a position yet where you've been able to go back to uh, the legislatures or whoever it is that makes these rules and say, you know, I, I think this might be off a little bit. We should change this rule for the masses. Has that come up at all? Yeah, so we, um, I'd say we've done lobbying since, uh, been a, in a position to lobby since before we were officially a lab even. Oh, really? um, back in 2014, when we saw the draft rules for it was like House Bill 4271 that didn't even pass. But um, we've always advocated on behalf of, you know, what we thought would be best practices for the industry in terms of like growers and processors, you know, the, what makes most sense in terms of good lab practices and reasonable testing guidelines and consumers as well. And we've, you know, we consistently do that. We're still doing that now. Um, I think one good example, just like a good story uh, to always tell is when the state set metals limits, one of the ones they set was for chromium. And in the infused products, we noticed that chromium was consistently failing for chocolate bars, which didn't make sense. It's not like every chocolate bar should fail for this one heavy metal. And all of these uh, products were just inherently unsafe. And so hmm. my partner, Lev, went to the grocery store and bought, you know, a bunch of uh, chocolate bars from Whole Foods <laughs> in uh, in increasing levels of cacao and tested those for heavy metals, you know, no cannabis in them, just chocolate and cacao and found that I think it was after 40% cacao, the higher the percentage of cacao, um, they all failed. Interesting. Uh, with increasing chromium. And so we put together a memo and presented it to the state and just showed you know, the chromium limit is clearly too low. Um, yeah, if you can go get a normal candy bar at Whole Foods that has more chromium than your edible, <laughs> that, that's silly. Exactly. <laughs> I'm pretty sure bro broccoli would fail too because that's just naturally high in chromium. You uh, know, there's hexavalent chromium, which is what Aaron Brockovich warned us all about. Oh, yeah, don't drink um, that and water. Then there's, yeah, exactly. And then there's <laughs> typical chromium. Uh, which is you know, sometimes naturally occurring, like in broccoli and fine cacao. And so uh, we were able to get that actual limit lower. That's incredible. So Lev, being a scientist, figured out that those numbers were really incorrect. Uh, you guys took it back to, again, whoever makes these decisions, and they agreed and made a change? Yes. Oh, no. 
Wow. Well, I think there's a lot of dispensaries out there and uh, edible creators, makers that owe you guys uh, some Christmas cards or something at the very least. <laughs> yeah, I mean, we've we've done plenty of that kind of work. Um, and we, you know, it, it's an important part of what we do. And, and again, we like to deploy the full resources of our lab for all sorts of things, um, you know, in the interest of you know, consumers for the grows and processors and just sort of general good science practice. Well, I'll leave you with two things here, and I appreciate the time, Ben. You are absolutely fantastic. I appreciate all this information. Uh, one, are, are you currently a smoker? Do you do you eat edibles? Are, are you still on this bandwagon? I I really love edibles. Okay. Um, low dose edibles is kind of my jam. Nice. Nice. So the second question is, we here at the Fifth Dimension Lounge, we've agreed to a little contest between the four co-hosts and myself, and we are all going to grow to grow a handful of strains just in our backyard. I'm going to grow uh, some Blue Dream, and I believe it's called White Widow, so is Chuck and MJ and Tim, and we're going to let this happen throughout the summer, and then we're going to compare them to each other, and we'd like to come to Sci Labs. I talked to Elizabeth there, um, your COO, and get it tested. So we're working on something, but before we plant them at some point, I'd love to have you on again. And maybe you can give us some idea of what we'll be testing these for, as well as, you know, some recommendations of how we'll declare a winner on these strains. Yeah, that, that sounds great. Oh, that'll be fun. That'll be fun. So we'll have you on when we get to spring before we start uh, putting these underground and go from there. Yeah. That sounds like a really fun contest too. Oh, so good. So good. Ben, thank you so much for your time. I really do appreciate it. Hopefully you'll come back on again with us and, and fill us in on what's going on in the industry. Yeah, my pleasure, Duke. Really appreciate you having me on. All right. Have a great day. Thank you so much, sir. You too. Bye-bye.